This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock climbing Libra, and loves rom coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. My talkers, we are hanging out with Lori and Julia on this hump, hump, hump day, Wednesday, 5 o'clock. It's a little chilly out there, but you know what? It's okay, because you might be in your car, you might be at your home, you might be in your office hanging out with the two most amazing women in radio. With the two most what? Huh? What did you say? The most amazing women in radio. Oh, those girls. Yes. Are they coming in today? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's icicly out. It is. It's, it's chilly. It's an icicle. It's an icicle. It's like, like, it's like tundra, frozen tundra. It's like penguins and um, would be happy in this. Yep. Breezy. Uh, four for a low tonight. That's a is little that chilly. Is that what it is? Yeah, Whoa. we're going to get down to four. So chilly, chilly night. Okay, well, I've got some context to add to the amazing emma thompson who was on the laughter and secrets of love actually obviously Colin was too busy and other here and nightly mr bean he, several, he, several people but mm-hmm. it was you know she went i was england and she brooklyn so but anyway you know emma thompson is so lovely and we we got to um wave and greet her and she said hello to us at a couple of sag awards beyond delightful delightful but one of the things that i wonder if in love actually if when she taps in when she's in the room i know what you're gonna say she taps into her breaking up with kenneth brana because remember that's her first husband okay the so actor and director her Kenneth sadness Brenner. in the movie love actually yes. her husband she knows her husband's cheating on her she finds out because she thought she was getting a gold bracelet the, and she gets the Joni Rivers blue CD which right. is about the least romantic gift a person could give somebody right. else as just the gift right and so when we see her going into the bedroom and kind of crying and so trying to com- put, yeah. put herself together you're wondering was it the same time period? Because sure. this is well, 2003. It's No, she tapped into it. So she marries Kenneth Branagh in 1989. And they met while filming a movie called Fortunes of War. And she just fell for him um, uh, right away. He sounded like, you know, her father. He was reminiscent of her dad in other ways. Just he was in Canada. They were crazy about each other, and they got married in 1989. And in 1995, um, when Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, oh yes, was being filmed, Kenneth had started a relationship with one of the stars of his movie that he's directing, Helena Bonham Carter. Started they have an affair, and she was humiliated because it was everyone knew he wasn't trying to hide it Mm -hmm. and she said i was 
utterly, utterly blind to the fact that he'd had relationships with other women on every single movie he made when they were together. Mm. She said, I, what I learned was how easy it is to be blinded by your own desire to deceive yourself. Whoa. Which is so true. Oh, you want to believe what you want to believe. Yeah. Even though it's right in front of you, you right. don't want to know what you don't want it to know. It is so easy to be blinded by that. So yeah. I just thought, you know, and then when, you know, she, she is happily married. She met like her guy, this Greg Wise that she is children with or whatever. But um, I, that, I just, we had never talked about this interview that she gave, but I it was with the New Yorker. And I, I thought about that, this interview when I, was watching that special last night and thinking, I wonder if she kind of like just because she really was broke down and everyone, and the director everyone, even said, "I know Emma could do this, so I let Emma do Emma." Yeah, yeah, you know, because that wasn't written out what was going to happen. And how to she, me, I mean, I'm not. I, I've never gone to the actor's studio. I'm not an actor. I'm uh, a really? Terrible are you actor, sure, yes. man? Check her card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like she's been lying to us for right. years. But I've all, I've always thought that like an emotional scene that it requires crying from an actor. You have to get from someplace. From someplace get, real right. in your own life. And, you know, anyway, and Helena Bonham Carter. So Helena I, Bonham Carter always feels a little naughty to me. I feel like she's brashish. Oh. She always, she's an interesting broad. Yeah, yeah. She's an inter, and she doesn't feel like she has Even a lot of. Even when she was with Tim Burton, oh, she, they did what uh, old Woody Allen and Mia Farrow did and had side by side townhomes for their lovers, didn't they? For their lovers or something, uh, they awkward. were they were together, but they didn't want to live together. Yeah. Anyway, so that she was blind to that. Let's That's see what else. Okay, now this is interesting. But back to Emma Thompson, yeah. I would say, you know, when you think of her movies and her breath, and one that came out, you know, last year, Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. Yeah. Where she really exposed herself. This woman, she, she's brilliant. She is a, such a brilliant actress. And Cruella is so good from 2021, if you have Disney Plus. Oh, with that, Emma. Stone oh, oh I never yeah. saw Emma that. Stone. Oh, Grant. Good? It's so good. Okay. I good. was, I, and I'm not like a big Disney person, and she just is a brilliant actress. Yeah, Great. she is. Yeah, so she's someone, if you want to just go on an actor, mm-hmm. an actress theme. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I got to tell you this story. So okay. Paramount really, 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 really wants Top Gun Maverick to get a yep. Best Picture nomination. And um, so, so what are they it's doing made, this, this is what they're doing. Yeah. So the this movie's made 1.4 billion around the world, half in the U.S. Audiences love it. The flying is real. The cast is amazing. Very charismatic. Means we're going to see Tom Cruise present best something at this year's ceremony. Mm-hmm. But um, the ceremony, according to Roger Friedman, could use Top Gun for ratings. Because the nine other movies, he said the other good movie that's the big dazzler is Elvis. Yeah. Right. And okay. But the other ones like the Fablemans, Till. They're all, the they're Fable, heavy. They're heavy. And they're not star powered. Young star powered. Yeah. And so Top Gun and Elvis would be. Yes, they and would. So Top Gun is going to run again in theaters. Yes. From this Friday for two weeks. I love it. Till yeah. December uh, 15th. I love it. 15th, for people yeah. who missed it. Uh, and I love it. And there, I think you obviously, you know, 
uh, have to um, maybe still pay for it. So mm-hmm. why not get it back in the box office? Yeah, and they're going to be mostly doing it at IMAX theaters, too, to give you that true, like, in yeah. in cockpit experience, if right. you want to put it that way. And this Sunday, you know, we have our friend who is a, um, you know, a member of the Academy. Yes, we do. And she told me that the Academy, you know, members got invited. You know, she goes to all these movies. Her husband was um, the cinematographer on The Rose and um, on Golden Pond is uh-huh. dedicated to him posthumously, the cinematographer. That's how my friend is in the Academy. But they had a screening for Oscar voters on Saturday of Elvis. Oh, they did. Was it, did a lot of people go? It was packed. And people were standing up and giving spontaneous bravo in the middle of the movie. That's funny, Laurie. There were standing ovations and clapping throughout the film. That makes me yes. happy. So Elvis is going to do well. But look at how smart the the, the movie company is to invite everyone to private screening. No, at, no, this is for a cat. I understand. They, uh, this is for every movie. The, everyone gets to do this. This reaction is not typical. So this is just a... This is a thing. If you're a member of the Academy, sure. they will, you have mm-hmm. the option to either see something at home or they have screenings. And at this special so screening, this people normal. were going nuts. Yeah, people were going That's great. crazy. I love and it. Her take on it is that this movie is going to get nominated because we don't do this at the Academy. We don't. It's kind of like those standing ovations from what's the what's the award ceremony that you guys always talk about? That is film festival. Yeah. And they get like by an eight yes. minute or she ten. She said minute. it felt like we were at a concert, not at a movie screening with a bunch of stuffy Academy members of different ages. Like right. people were like enjoying themselves. Enjoying themselves. Cool. Yeah. So big news. That's awesome. So um, we were not crazy to talk about this in May and say that Austin Butler and oh. Elvis could both oh. get nominated. Julia, um, I cannot wait. When oh, it does yeah. happen, you know we're going to have... Oh, it's going to be so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Julia, and the know. Academy is going to also... All five Oscar-nominated songs will be performed this year. Remember, the last year we only got like two? Mm-hmm. It really... And, um, you know... They're going back to their old stuff. Yeah, yeah. The show is going to be four hours. Get some drinks. Get a snack. Get a pillow. <laughs> put it on the DVR. Watch Twitter or whatever. And and again, at last year, how grateful were we to have I, a show. that I was watching it live? Oh my gosh, I saw so everything. I yeah. mean, I saw everything. Yeah, I had to take the Petunia Papalapa, the pig, the feral pig, Remember for that? a walk. <laughs> I had to pause the Academy Awards. Because it was my opportunity. I'd been begging the guy to let me walk the pig. Why did I think walking a 300-pound pig would be some easy thing? I have thing? no idea. And where, I almost where bit that my even, leg. Where that even comes from? Because yeah. you don't really, you know, I'm animals. not an animal person. I'm just saying. I <laughs> but I was walking. doing it for lady exercise. You needed content. I Damn, wanted. the things you do for the show, you're really? a giver. And Casey <laughs> and I were honestly. arguing about the Will Smith, Chris Rock. Because right? he, goes, he goes, well, that was staged. No. I said, no, that really happened. <laughs> nope. No. That was staged. Nope. I said, let's go walk the pig. We'll put it on pause. <laughs> nope. And then oh, we yeah. came back. And, oh, yeah, oh, that, was, no, that so was so real. I love yeah. how the pig broke up the Oscar oh, yeah. slap. It did. <laughs> I paused it right at the slap. And we were just talking. And then David comes by and he's like this old, 
you know, a young <sighs> Vietnam vet because he's only 70, but, you know, with the pig. And he's like, God, I'm going to walk the pig now. And I'd been begging him for like mm-hmm. two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. It's I was so funny. I was starting to realize I might not ever walk the feral pig, Princess Palooka. And, and, and do you think it's one and done pig walking for you? I mean, do, oh, no, do you feel I'll like do, you've bonded and you could go back to it this I'll, year? Yeah, now that <laughs> I want you back. Yeah, now I will not have fresh <laughs> lotion on my legs. Because oh, they, they, like they, lick. they, they lick. like to lick. Her lotion, they lick, they bite. No, oh. her, her lotion was bacon flavored. Yes. I think that's where she made the mistake, Brad. <laughs> What was she thinking? Uh, Putting bacon on it. All right, listen, we gotta go. It's time for the dirt alert. (laughs) (laughs) This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly, hello and hello. congratulations hello. No on kidding. your move to the morning show. I'm going to have a whole new digestive tract. Yeah. I gotta like, you know, re- I gotta rearrange things. Are you excited about getting up in the morning and how fun for you? Because I think we'll let her answer that yeah. question. <laughs> well, you know what? It's bittersweet. Exciting for new adventures, but sad that I'm leaving the adventures that I have. Yeah, because with Colleen leaving yeah. and, you and know. Don is taking over and it's going to be Bradley and Dawn. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, Holly, we're going to miss you. We are totally going to miss you. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's very Mm -hmm. bittersweet and I already warned you guys that I'll probably ugly cry on Friday, so I hope that you're ready for that. A week from Friday. Yes, a week from Friday and so get ready for that. Look at the domino effect Colleen has set in motion. I wonder if she knows how (laughs) to slap she's been. Yeah, so so a whole new Noon to Three program that's going to be getting in uh, just in a week and a half and change. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm moving to the morning show and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun there. And yes. it, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of change. Yeah. Especially for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'll worry about my personal concerns. Right. Later. Right. Yeah, we'll <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, and we'll have time to reminisce a little later. But right now we got to get to the hot goss going on on Good Morning America. Okay. Mm. It's something. I mean, Holly, we didn't hear about. Like supposedly these sources are saying about Amy Robeck and TJ Holmes that their sources knew in August and they split up. And I'm like, well, nobody else knew. No. So the news is, is that Good Morning America co-anchors TJ Holmes and Amy Robach apparently left their partners after a month's long affair together. Yeah. Yeah, they're and they're still together because they were just spotted on Monday going back and forth to each other's apartment. They have left their spouses for each other. It's a scandalo. Oh my gosh! Now a source claims uh, to page six that they started their romance back in March, around the time that they were training together for the New York City half marathon. Mm, already they're cutting it in half because the the buzz, the insiders at uh, the word was a year ago. Oh, goodness. So they're doing uh-huh. a little fudging on the map. Yeah. Well, I'll give you Olivia Wilde. And yeah. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. 
Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You always got to fudge when you, you get che- when you get busted and you. cheated. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put the Vaseline over that a little bit. Now they were canoodling back in August and in and in May. So I mean, this has been kind. I feel like we, folks but, have been seeing this happening. Okay, but you know what's interesting is that 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 Amy and TJ were giddy doing the Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, Giddy yeah. doing the Ghibli. The Daily Mail, they needed someone on ABC to be very positive about the Queen's Ghibli, and they were gushing about everything. The Daily Mail sat on these photos. Interesting. They, they've sat on these photos because... Until they found the confirmation of the cottage, when I feel like. Yeah, just but they, they yeah. wanted to put distance because uh, these two gave it their all to the Queen, and we know how much the Daily Mail... Uh, lives and breathes on their royal coverage of everything. Well, also, too, interesting, I wonder if it has anything to do with ABC News has a close relationship with the press of the royal family. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if those kinds of machinations behind the scenes were happening and having some kind of influence. Yes, and Amy Robach had said that that she let us know that she had a story ready to go on Epstein. Yes, That's, she did. And then That's ABC right. News canceled it. Canceled it, and they they had heard from Buckingham Palace or someone because they knew if it involved Epstein, it would involve Andrew. And Amy was kind of out loud about letting us she know was. she wasn't happy. It was a 2020 uh, report that got squashed. Oh, the story has just gotten 10 times more salacious, oh you guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, Amy Robach has deactivated her Instagram account. So is TJ. Yes, and so, yeah. yeah. So, but, Lori, tell, her, tell Holly, you might know this, Holly, already, the last post TJ put on there. He's no, been, I don't. He's been married for 12 years. They both were married 12 years. Yeah. It I, was something like, I can shed it. You can, I, uh, if you have to just cry once, then just know you're getting it over with or something like that. Instead, oh, of, crying, Monday, instead of crying every damn crying day. Crying every damn day. Quote oh, of the week. Oh, and so, Amy Robach married to Andrew Shue. Yes, she is. She and TJ have always like talked about their families and, you know, they've always presented as very wholesome. I would, GMA, I would not be surprised if, um, 
people are a little upset with those two today. I mean, even though they're consenting adults and all of that, but the whole married, it's so messy. It's beyond messy. Messy, messy. Yeah, and nobody wants that mess when they're having their granola in the morning. Right. I mean, let's wait until dessert at night. You know, and she wasn't <laughs> on today, and TJ was on, but it was a tape segment with Sam Worthington for Avatar. Oh, okay, Gosh. so that's been in the can for months, probably. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. So. They knew the story was breaking. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they're probably so, pissed after all their good Jubilee cover, right? coverage. No. And they have the show to the third hour, fifth hour at right. noon. But they gush over everything, you know. Oh, my uh, gosh. Wow. Uh, well, well Buckingham they, Palace is busy today. Yes, they're busy today. They're busy today uh, because Susan Hussey has been fired. Now, Susan Hussey was a lady-in-waiting for Queen Elizabeth II. Long time. She was fired today for making racist comments at a gala last night in London. Oh, this is so bad. What it's did, it's Prince William, royal godmother. She's 83. What mm-hmm. racist comment did she make? Well, Stupid. she kept insisting oh. to this woman, um, it was some kind of a woman empowerment event, and touched her hair and said, where do your people come from? And she's, oh, and the oh. woman said, well, I'm, um, I'm from Britain. You right. know, I'm, I'm British. Right. No, but where do your people oh, come oh, from? No. Oh, no. And apparently this lady, this she's William's godmother, and she's the one that Queen Elizabeth sent over to Nottingham Cottage to uh, talk to Meghan and kind of help her with things after she and Harry got married. Yes. Now, inside sources over at page six are saying that she is a relic from another era. Yeah. And also she is out. She had been by the Queen's side since 1960. She was married. To Marmaduke Hussey. Yeah, she was just named one of Camilla's ladies. And they can't distance themselves faster because William and Kate landed in Boston today. Yes, they did. And, I mean, Buckingham Palace never, like, uh, like they didn't even reach out to this lady. It's so... It's so terrible. And, you know, you can just see. That's how you know all this Harry and Meghan about the racist stuff. You know that this was happening. This is who these people are. Ugh. So, that happened over in london today oh yeah and then the prince i don't think is having a good time in boston based on the headlines i'm reading oh so so they're according to page six they're you know recreating the queen's 1976 trip that she took over in boston and they're you know there for the earthship prize Mm -hmm. and so they are there at the reception tonight and it looks like they're you know just sitting there but a black reverend opened the thing with open with we must consider the legacy of colonialism and racism to stone-faced <clears throat> William and Kate and they you know Great Britain does not want to do that no acknowledge this is, that this is something yeah it really is the nightmare doesn't end no no, uh-uh. no. So that is your royal wow. update and your morning gossip update, and how the two are kind of entwined too. Jeez really, yeah. really, really, truly. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, guys. Okay. Thanks. You too. It was quite the scandal. All right. So over the holidays, mm-hmm. um, this movie came on called Jewel of the Nile, and it was the sequel to Romancing the Stone. With Kathleen Turner. Oh, yeah. Michael Douglas. 
Michael Douglas was such a babe yeah. in the eighties. Holy, yeah. holy oh cow! She was gorgeous. So I came across a story then after I watched part of it, and the second one is just so discombobulated. You can't watch it. Yeah, but um, because the first was so good, was so you good. wanted it to be great, so good. So I, I a story came across yesterday, and I'm like, oh, here's our rich scandal because it was Michael Douglas explaining how lawsuits, tragedy, and illness hurt the Romancing the Stone sequel. So here's kind of the backstory. Um, Romancing the Stone came out in 1984, and it was 20th Century Fox who did this movie. And in the movie was Danny DeVito, Michael Douglas, and Kathleen Turner. Danny DeVito and Michael Douglas had starred and had known each other since One Flew Over the Cuckoo Nest. Mm -hmm. So they have been friends. So when 20th Century Fox decides to do this movie, it costs $10 million to do. It came out in March of 84. They made $90 million. It was considered a huge hit. Mm -hmm. It was filmed in Mexico. It was a tough filming. They had mudslides. There was gossip about that. There was hot, hot chemistry. I'm going to tell you. So Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas was separated from his wife, Deandra, Mm -hmm. at the time. And Kathleen and Douglas and Kathleen Turner and Michael had these feelings, and you could feel the tension. Oh, you could they when had you watch so the much movie. chemistry. It's so much chemistry. But um, here's what um, um, Gabe, Michael says: I had so much yearning, or Kathleen Turner says, I just yearned for this man. But he was still married to his first wife, although they were separated at the time. I thought maybe there was hope for me, but. They got a surprise visit on the set in Mexico from the wife. And that just stopped everything for her. Yeah. So that stopped everything. They had a 40-year friendship. DeAndra read the uh, National Enquirer. The stories about what's going on with the stone. Mm-hmm. Romance is stoned yeah. down, down at the filming. So, so after they that... Became friends. They, they were friends. They were friends. Okay. okay, so after that... Kathleen Turner, huge hit. Everyone wants her. She was lined up to do a movie called Money Pit that Shelley Long... Eventually did. If does anyone remember I that movie? Kind of do remember that Tom Hanks, Shirley Long, kind of terrible movie. And and Michael Douglas started doing a chorus line. Well, the book, uh, "Romancing the Stone" or the screenplay, was written by this woman named um, Diane Thomas. And so she did the first one. But after the success of "Romancing the Stone," all these things started to play. Steven Spielberg hired her to be one of his writers. Okay. Mm-hmm. But 20th Century Fox saw it was their only hit in 1984 was Romancing the Stone. They're like, we've got to make a sequel. Right. We have to do it now and get it out. So they exercised what is called the sequel option and the contracts for both Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner wanted to do other things. Right. And she had first rights of refusal on the script. However, and said, no, I don't want to do this. However, Fox, 20th Century Fox, decided that they were going to threaten her with a $25 million lawsuit if she oh didn't do it. Oh, my God. And, and Michael Douglas, who was filming Chorus Line, had to get everything done right away because he was a producer, a producer mm-hmm. and a star in this, but yet not really loving the idea of doing it so quick. Because the script wasn't good? Well, I am... Kind of, but he yeah. was in because okay. he had the he contractual had obligation. He, um, Kathleen said, I'm sorry. She said, I don't want to do it. He said, I'm sorry. We're going ahead. We got a contract. And she said, I don't care if you got a contract. I don't think the script is ready. They had to find different script writers because the woman got hired by Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg. 
And then they got a lawsuit, and she hired Roy Cohen. Cohen was her attorney. We got uh, he's up. the one who taught Trump all of his dirty tricks. There you go. You've ever and seen that movie? Where's my Roy Cohn? Oh, yep. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, she had to do the picture. He didn't get her out of it. He didn't get wow. her out of it. He got people out of everything. He got people out <laughs> of everything. Yeah. So the picture, this new picture, they're really aggressive. They wanted it done in 18 months to come out by. Um, they wanted 18 month turnaround and wanted it out Christmas of 85. Right. And so, so they could have a huge box office hit. Huge hit. They needed it. But the filming was aggressive. The casting, when you watch it, is culturally aggressive and kind of um, questionable. Okay. And they were filming in Morocco. They were filming in France. And they were filming in the U.S. Oh, that already sounds so like when they it was too... No one's in love with the script. No one's in love with the script. Mm-hmm. I started watching it. They're in a, a jet and are driving around in a jet bombing building. It was weird. Yeah. Anyway, they get to Morocco. Nothing is lined up. So they have to bribe the government. Because nothing's falling through. But six of the crew member, the key crew people, were killed on the way in a plane crash on the way to Morocco. And the plane plane that Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner, when they landed in Morocco, a wing clipped in their landing. So they almost died. This this picture was doomed. I know it. So they set up, they're ready to do these big bold camera things and this big blow up scenes because it's just all about blowing up stuff. It's Which the script one, is weird. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because romancing the stone right, wasn't about right, that. The jewel of the Nile was a person. Right. It was a guy. Yeah. And it was a fake thing. Yeah. Versus, versus the jewel romancing the stone was a stone. Mm-hmm. So then they're filming all night long, set up, set up. You know how long crap takes. Mm-hmm. And then they find out when they're all done, no one put film on the camera. Oh, my goodness. People were ready to go crazy. Then hepatitis broke out on the set. Oh then they were going to have to go into six-week quarantine, blah, 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 blah. Then the original writer of Romancing the Stone, the first one, died in a car accident. Um, Just crazy. Cursed. cursed. Almost cursed like the, you know, in the movie Romancing the Stone. Right. There is a curse. Right. The Jewel and Nile isn't good, but the first one is so good. So good. So it came out at Christmas time. It went head to head with Chorus Line. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes on Jewel of the Niles was critic 46, people 37. Whoa. Whereas Romancing the Stone was critics 86, people 69. Mm-hmm. I mean, the critics really liked that, yeah. which kind of blew me away. And apparently it was just doomed. And everything was doomed on this, but they ended up having. Going on to do War of the Roses with Danny DeVito, Kathleen Turner. Hated that movie. I hated that movie. Hated the movie. And then (laughs) she was in the third season of the Kaminsky Project, Michael Douglas's, you know, thing on Netflix Mm -hmm. that ended last year. And they've been friends for forty years. That's good. So anyway, it was just kind of. I watched it and I. It's so horrible. Yeah, you're like, what in the? And then this headline came up. It was doomed from the beginning, and it was just kind of. It's kind of a good story, but here's one more thing about. It is that when the director, Robert Zemensky, mm-hmm. directed Romancing the Stone, um, he had to get off the movie Cocoon because they wanted him on Romancing the Stone. And then Cocoon went to Ron Howard. Remember the success of that? Oh, yes. Yeah, so good. And then, then after there was huge success of Romancing the Stone... He went on to get back to the future, Grant. Mm-hmm. That's where you're tied in. That's yes. the best. Yes, you yes. know. And he didn't go back to film the second one. And they got a low-key mm-hmm. uh, director who had never worked on a huge production. Yeah. Like they were trying to do it on three different continents and all this crazy. Yeah. Anyway. 
That's kind a good a, one. That's kind of a, a good a, one. I, I kind of, because I watched it, and I, I just, if you ever go back and want to see how hot Michael Douglas was. And and, and, wow. and I will say that, you know, Sandra Bullock, her movie she did with Chanum, she was definitely paying homage mm-hmm. 100%. to romancing the stone yeah. and trying to recreate oh. that kind of a movie. And I was like, oh, Sandra loved romancing the stone because that's what she's doing with this movie. And that movie's cute. Yeah. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. Uh, but when they found that plane, remember, in Romancing the Stone, and then they hang out there oh, and yeah. they find that old bottle of tequila. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a fu- it, oh, great they, movie. That's a great movie. It yeah. really is. Yeah. That, that holds up for sure. It will. I okay, so. listen, um, when we come back... Um, we've got a couple other stories that we didn't get to that you might want to hear. And Stevie Nicks, we've heard from Stevie Nicks about her dear friend, Christine McVie. So we'll be back with that. And big thank you to everyone who stepped out and yes. has been stepping out at the Chan Hassan because like they filled three boxes yesterday. People were really, really super generous. They were super. And I want to remind people we um, gave out some information. If you want to... Sign up to win your chance for a $500 shopping spree at the Mall of America from our friends at AARP Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Go to my talk. There's a really fun red little picture of us with Santa. Click on that, that's and that's really how you register. register. Yeah. And it's easy. It is. We're not eligible, so don't go clicking I on know, it. And I know. Your email address is not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, the judge has declared a mistrial in the Danny Masterson uh, rape case after the jury said they are hopelessly hung, which is, they cannot agree. Six, six, nine to three. I'm wow. not sure what it is. Wow. All right. Um, so it starts all over. It'll start all over again. The jury's started deliberating two weeks ago after four weeks of testimony. And this judge was kind of, he kept trying to say, well, Scientology can't be involved in this trial when Scientology Scientology is a big part of it. Big part of it. So maybe they'll get a different uh, judge or something like that. I don't know. But Um, here's what it says. I mean, it's kind of a weird headline, Laurie, because it says. Yeah, I know. Uh, Star still may face new trial. Well, yeah, the the prosecutor, the district attorney. Now we know this from going to the school. All right, thank order, you, Julia. Um, the grant isn't listening. Otherwise, he'd play my boom, boom, boom. Yeah, but we know. Sorry from about the, that. I'm talking to Miss B. Arthur. Yeah, in here. the school right. of law and order. Yes, so in this yes. hung jury, yes. what I know is the district attorney has to decide if they will recharge the case. Um, okay. Based on all the trickery and illusions and obstacles that all the Scientology obfuscation and yeah it has it's to be lifestyle. part of it yeah, yes it, does. Yeah, it has really. to be part of it so yes. anyway that district attorney is going you know I can see the beating that they're having right now with you know the lady who used to be the mom and eight is enough oh you know that she, Becky Betty Buckley she died though no I don't think so. She did, Laurie. Well, maybe it's in a rerun. I don't. I didn't think Betty had. Uh, I thought she was still with us. So no, I Betty don't. Buckley is still is with us. Still with yeah. us. Seventy-five yeah. years She's old, born in forty-seven. Yeah. Oh, she is. Who am I thinking of? I, I don't know. Jill I can't, Claiborne. I can't read it. Jill Claiborne. Oh, but get out of here! You're just drawing <laughs> any old name out. Uh, of the I yet because yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Stevie, next, you guys. Oh man. Here's here's what she just she posted a handwritten note on Twitter, and she wrote a few hours ago. I was told that my best friend in the whole world since the first day of 1975 had passed away. Of course, she's talking about Christine Mc, McVie, who we learned uh, passed away. It was one today. of the four of, of Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. 
I didn't even know she was ill until late Saturday night. So it was a sudden thing. I wanted to be in London. I wanted to get to London, but we were told to wait. So since Saturday, one song has been swirling around in my head over and over and over. I thought I might possibly get to sing it to her. And so I'm singing it to her now. I always knew I would need these words uh, one day. And then she shared a song that she wrote about, obviously, Christine McVie, and who knows when she wrote it. Right. And then, so it's the song, one chorus, one verse, and then she just signed it, see you on the other side, don't forget me, always Stevie. Oh, Oh. wow. Wow. So it's about a best friend. and I better go before you. Oh, Julia, I know. (laughs) We write a poem, and then she posted the most beautiful. I'm going before you. She posted the most beautiful photo of the two of them. And I'm going to say that, you know, by looking at their glamorous selves, um, I'm going to say that they're in the bleep it 50s in this photo. Not the years, their years of the 50s, not 1950s. No, I believe you. Yeah. So anyway. Super sad. Well, you know. (sighs) um, And then another shallow news. Pete Davidson is really, really, really into the girl of his dreams. Emily Ratajkowski, otherwise known as Emirata. And he wants his mom, Amy, to meet her. Oh, no. Oh, no. Every time he introduces his mom, they break up. That's true. Because why? You introduce too soon. You must date someone for three months before you make reduction. Before you this make introduction. Stuffing, or what was this called again? Not not cuffing, but you said stuffing. it. Oh, stuffing. You said it yesterday yeah, in one of stuffing. your. Stuffing, coding, coding. No, coding. no, no, no. I said it on Monday. But I mean, this is the thing. When you introduce people too early, A lot of sometimes pressure. you're putting the death knell to the whole relationship. And he. Does this with all of the ladies? Yeah, he does. So every time, I mean, now the thing is gonna, you know, we'll see. I mean, for me, I'm just glad that Pete got away from the coven. There you go, of Kardashians. Can I tell you something? Happy Dolly Parton is going to be on tonight with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, because she's got her Mountain Dolly Parton Mountain um, music thing yeah. tomorrow night on NBC. So she's going to be promoting at that special. Is taped and in the can and already mm, on mm, mm, mm. Uh, at least my mom and I's DVRs. And then, of course, the 90th, it's the 90th the, annual Christmas in Rockefeller Center. Again, this is Al Roker. He's really, has been the guy. He's really sick. He's been doing this he's for really a long time. Sick. I know it. I'm worried. Uh, I hope Deborah Roberts is with him right now and Al is going to be okay. We've just had this a lot of morning news. This is like watching the morning show <laughs> between true. Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. And, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Harry Styles, as it was, is the most uh, streamed song of 2022. Is you it guys. really? Yep, as it was. As it 1.6 million global plays for old uh, Harry. And Olivia really. She she should have talked to me. She couldn't see the breakup coming. I know he broke up with her. Yeah, oh he did. Oh yeah, full on. Yeah, he he did. So anyway, he um but he, Lee, you know, Harry is never going to have to worry about saying a story Harry Styles was surrounded by models at an event for 30 years. Yay. And Harry 
Gary's got a very more. He's got a way more interesting at twenty eight, and way more interesting headlines for his love life than poor old Leonardo DiCaprio, who's literally been surrounded by supermodels at an event since ninety two, two thousand two, two thousand. Yes, well, twenty twenty. I mean, that headline rewrites itself over and over. That was good. That was good. And then it's uh, Michael Jackson's, it's the 40th anniversary of Thriller. I know. And that album has jumped to the top 10 in the Billboard. Yeah, they put out that extra album, right? I think yeah. they did that release with, like, I thought there was some unreleased music on right. it as well. It's hit the top 10 on Billboard, hits Daily Double, and mm-hmm. iTunes. Classic so, songs and artists have been, you know, climbing the charts. Great music is always timeless, there no matter, I guess, who wrote or recorded right. the song or whatever. And uh, there's been kind of some good um, stories about just the making of that album, the making of the video, just like how big and extraordinary it was, um, you know, to have a vision for this little movie. Sure. And it was a movie. It was. I know. Oh, good Lord. I know. All right. And then learning that dance and, you know, uh, Hugh Grant seemed to get a kick out of it in that Secrets of Love. Actually, they kept showing him all the people who've paid homage to that dance to the and Pointer TikTok sister. And everything. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was hysterical. And he didn't know about it, you know. He didn't want to do it. He didn't hear. We might. We know. have that audio we were just talking about, right? With him yeah. talking about. Here, here. Okay, let's listen. Hold on. He starts. Here we go. <laughs> okay, it's just not it's loading fine. for me. I apologize. But yeah, he, he starts. He starts. <laughs> he starts with his arms out and his back to the crowd, but yeah. he didn't want to do it. He's just like, he didn't want to do it. And then they, Richard's like, you've got to do it, you know. You signed a contract. This is in the, but he tried to grump his way out of it. He starts. He starts. That's all. Yes, I love it's it. It's a he movie about a movie, a real movie to see in the movie theater movie. But it mm-hmm. was his idea to have this, as he called her, the secretary lady bust him yes. at the end of the dance. Grant, you know, that's going to be your homework assignment for this holiday season. I have to watch Just Love Actually. Oh, to watch that movie? Yeah, movie. Lily would love it, I'm sure. I think she's probably seen it, too. I, well, I, yeah, I, I would, would bet that she has. Yeah, yeah so. I don't know why I would bet that, but I just bet that she has. I'm I think sure. so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, not all, like I can tell you, my dad, you know, his only Christmas movie would be Die Hard. That's true. You know. That's, isn't that funny? Yeah. Really? Isn't that funny? It would be the only thing he would not consider a Christmas classic. No. That's too late. No, 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 no. It's too late. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's too late. Maybe Baby. Elf. Maybe Elf. I love Elf. Oh, yeah. Who classic. doesn't? Classic. I love Elf. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't be gone. Off you go. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.